Dan. He's on the other line. He is from the human factor. He's been on before. And uh, this is probably going to be a swap cast. So I'm sure he's going to use this as well for his podcast. And we started to discuss what makes a good podcast. What have we noticed is ranking high for people. And it started a discussion. We were like, let's not have this just personally one-on-one. Let's do it on air here so that we can sort through this and kind of figure it out because i think people find this stuff interesting yeah i mean the whole thing is is whenever you i i got about i started looking into it when i got my analytics back and started looking at it and the thing is i'm like in the 77 percentile of people that are actually publishing material which means out of 4.1 million podcasts that exist, I would probably be somewhere around like the 3.4-ish, 3.3 million podcasts top. So that basically is, is saying there's a lot of podcasts that exist as far as when you look it up and you're like, how many podcasts exist right now? Well, there's about 4.1. Uh, after listening That's crazy. to crazy, I didn't know it didn't, yeah. it didn't increase to that many podcasts. Yeah, well, I knew it was over you, a million, but not that many. Yeah, Joe Rogan recently, uh, you know, how him and Jamie have their little things, they were talking about this recently, you know, so it kind of got me interested. And I was like, That's interesting, you know. I know Joe has the number one podcast, which you know makes he sense. Does. It, yeah, it's hands down, it's just, it's, I think it's, uh, He's got a good enough personality that loads of different people from different walks of life can relate to the guy. He's open-minded and he has a wide range of different guests. I mean, one week he might have a movie star on the next week. He might have a physicist on, you know, it it could be somebody uh, the next week from who knows what, I mean, it could be a a lawyer, MMA, comedy, yeah, it, I love it. I love changes. It. It's such a wide range. You don't never know what you're going to get, but it's real authentic, like anywhere between two to four hour discussions with these people. Well, and the thing is real. about the thing about Rogan's podcast that I like so much is if you took away the stamp that you see whenever you start a Joe Rogan podcast, if you take that away, you take away the sign by obviously as video, which is really sweet. But if you take all that away, you wouldn't know it was a Joe Rogan podcast. You would just think it was two people just shooting the shit talking, which is why I was talking about analytics. So many people were like, unless you're looking for that niche, like, hey, you know, I want to know something about science, you know, and I'm going to look up this part. Well, I don't care. Whoever you like. Or maybe you're like, hey, you know what? I want to see what Andrew Huberman's doing today. I'm going to look up on his podcast and find out what he's doing. He's and, awesome. unless, yeah. And so unless you're like looking specifically for a very specific top thing, the top podcasts are just people shooting the shit, man. Just people talking, being real. Yeah, Like even uh, one of Joe Rogan's buddies, which is also Andrew Huberman's buddy, uh, Lex Friedman. I mean, we're oh, talking yeah. an, an we're talking an AI expert. I mean, uh, intel, intellectual. But he had he recently had on Kanye West. He doesn't. He's just like Joe Rogan. He'll have on anybody. But then you're looking at it like instead of Joe Rogan, your average Joe Blow comic that can talk to anybody. You got an AI 
expert in science and all these different um, things that, of course, Joe Rogan's not an expert in, but yet he will talk to anybody too. So you get that spectrum of his intellect involved in talking to somebody who seems like a looney tune like Kanye, which I respect Kanye for just speaking his truth, whatever it is, whether he sounds crazy or not, which he did sound, he sounded crazy on uh, Lex Friedman's podcast. And what I liked was Lex Friedman intellectually challenged him without being emotional about it. He's very unemotional. Lex Friedman is very loving and kind, but he didn't, get into like getting emotional because Kanye was using some, you know, maybe some language about certain different kinds of things like Jews and things like that, which, you know, I believe Lex Friedman is a Jew. Um, and he didn't even say anything of the sort to him, but he challenged him on his stance on things. And it was different from the point of view. Like if I thought, you know, he's been on Rogan before it's a different personality, but yet here we are, it's becoming popular for even like an AI expert. And everybody else in the world, Andrew Huberman has uh, um, people on his podcast sometime, a neurological uh, biology type expert. He's interviewing random folks. So it's turning into a popular thing for whoever it is to just randomly interview people that are somewhat, you know, have a high standing in society and people are interested in them. What, what I do have, they have not- to say? I have not heard that podcast that you're specifically talking about, but here's the thing that I think is very interesting when you start crossing them over, like maybe not so much with like the comedians that Rogan has on. I do think that Rogan kind of brings out the beast in those people and it's beautiful. It's, it's just really fun because it's not just about all ha ha. They talk about serious issues and stuff, but what I think is interesting is you can take somebody who's been on Rogan, go listen to that person's podcast or them on a different podcast. And it's completely different. You're just blown away by the fact that these people, a different personality brings out a different side of a human being. It does, man. It absolutely does. Fascinating. That's why you have to respect somebody like, even if you, the listener out there, hears this and you're going, I hate Joe Rogan. uh, I like Lex Friedman. Whatever. I don't care who you like and who you don't like. What I find fascinating is even if you don't like Joe Rogan, he is a fantastic interviewer. He gets people so comfortable in an interview that they will start divulging stuff you might not have heard anywhere else except for the Joe Rogan experience because he makes the conversation so casual and so easy to get into. I have major respect. I give him major kudos because he can pull that stuff out of people. He can extract that out of them, whether he uses a joint or whiskey or just just his charming personality, whatever it is, he makes them get comfortable and they start just spilling stuff that you don't hear anywhere else. And it's a comfortable, cool conversation. It feels like a chat between friends and that's comforting. People like to hear that. I think. Yeah. Come come to Rogan's studio, come to Rogan's studio where you can, hit the deprivation tank or the cold plunge or do a workout. Then afterwards we'll smoke some weed and have some fucking (laughs) Buffalo, (laughs) Buffalo trace whiskey. Maybe you want a cup of coffee. It's a common, like you're, you're talking about all the common themes. He always, Oh yeah, man, I got the cryo here. Oh yeah. I got the, I got the sauna here, man. We'll put you in afterwards. Oh yeah, man. You got a great personality. You should have a podcast. He tells everybody to start a podcast. (laughs) 
Well, now and now he doesn't so much because he's like he's I probably feel done sorry it too much. For, he's like I feel sorry for people starting podcasts right now because he he like y'all said whenever I heard he say four million podcasts and then I looked up it was actually like four point <laughs> one. It's like yeah, okay. Well, if you're just getting a podcast started, it's gonna be you're definitely gonna be uphill, you know. But wow. if you're good and. You, but that's not true because I've heard people that started them in the last year that are blowing up, man. People are doing really well. And so, you know, I think I think it's still cool that people are because you got to think, like I said, I'm in the 77 percentile. I haven't even been doing my podcast that long, like four did months, you, maybe. Did you get the uh, uh, statistical um, wrap up from Spotify? Mm hmm. Yeah. Which is, is Spotify. Yeah. And Anchor are the same thing. They're the same company. Anchor is their spinoff company that has allowed people to easily get into podcasting, which is a nice feature. And it, it's what got me into it because I saw it was so damn easy to do. And it didn't cost me a damn thing. And I was going to get published out to, I'm going to eight different podcasting services now. It took a little work for some of them, but most of them, it's absolutely, it's free. I mean, once you start on Anchor, you're automatically distributed. You don't have to get your RSS feed and go do it all yourself to all these different sites. Anchor just did it for you. So I was like, I'm doing that. And that's why when I talked to you, I was like, it's so damn easy to get started now with these companies that are letting you do it for free. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, that's the whole thing. And that's why I do the ad for Anchor. I mean that and they pay me, but. And they don't even pay me. <laughs> They don't even pay um, me, and I've been doing it for over two years now. I mean, they don't pay me a lot, you know, but I, I just, I, it's funny though. It's, it really is. I've never got any offer from an anchor supposed to help you find advertisers and stuff like that. Never had any advertisers. I've never tried to. The um, ambassador agree. ads, you have to get on a list and it takes time. It's not like, uh, you know you start pulling numbers like i think my shit blew up so quick so fast that they were like hey we recognize that you know you're in like in the top tier for fastest growing but it doesn't mean like i'm pulling stupid numbers like somebody like rogan or anything like that it's no millions of downloads per episode i mean come on yeah they look uh, that's atrociously unbelievable well, yeah, I mean, he's got like 380 million followers. I mean, who the fuck could ever hope to be that? Yeah. You know? So, <laughs> which I mean, if, if I can get 380 followers, I guess I'm doing good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I have more I think than that. The actually, absolute, the, like the peak, and the, the, I probably shouldn't expose this worldwide or whoever's listening, but the peak week that I've had was like around, 1700 1600 people that listen in one week that's the best that's i've ever done that's no, not it's bad not it's not bad at all but mm. that's the best i've ever done in 2 years well i mean actually that's not bad um i don't know what your like overall wave is as far as that i mean we've talked about like things drop off and so on so right. mine did when I started putting out less content, everybody was like, the fuck well, are you doing, they're, man? They're going to fall off. I mean, yeah, it, that's why I was I had people you, actually even, messaging me, asking me, why are you not putting shit out? Like, 
you will find people, people become attached to your voice, to what you have to say. And it's fucking weird. Is it not? (laughs) Yes, it is. It is a very weird thing. Yeah. So that, that becomes part of people's everyday, um, habitual life. Like it's okay. That's my morning routine is while I'm taking a shower. I listen to the human factor, Danny's new podcast, whatever it is, I'm showering, washing my balls or whatever. And, (laughs) and I'm listening to him talk about whatever Mm. his new stuff is. Or maybe it's while they're cooking dinner. Maybe it's a, a wife cooking dinner and she likes it and she listens to it then. Or maybe somebody gets a break during their lunch break or whatever at work and they want to listen to your podcast. And that's what they look forward to is I just like Dan's voice. I like his message. I don't care really what the hell he's talking about. I just like his personality and he's he's cool. So I'm going to listen to him. That's what yeah. it turns into. And they literally don't even care. So then you go from delivering these 30 minute to hour podcasts and then you just disappear. It'd be better to just deliver five, 10 minute podcasts and nothing. Cause then at least you retain people. They'll keep staying, hoping, listening to your little sound bites just to hear what's up, what's new, what's going on. Even if you don't have the time, cause that's the thing about it. Most people can't make a living doing podcasting. We can't all be Joe Rogan. We can't all be like Friedman. We can't be Andrew Huberman's. We can't be all these different people that are making a uh, killing in the podcast world. Not that it's unachievable. It's very achievable, I believe, but I think it takes a little planning. It takes a little bit of marketing expertise on how you're going to do it with social media and stuff. And that's something I struggle with more than putting out regular podcasts. I put out a podcast or two every week, never have mm-hmm. wavered from that. but. I'm not good about constantly pushing social media to grab new people or let the people that do listen know that aren't subscribed. They like listen to it, but maybe they're not subscribed to my podcast, but they see uh, something pop up on their social media. Oh, and then they'll go listen to it. And that's something that if I was better at doing that, it would probably help, but I'm not good at it. Yeah. I don't have a, a good plan down or a good um habitual habit like it's going to be i put up the podcast and then i do this 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 just like it's it's automatic you know it should be automatic like waking up in the morning and taking a shit and drinking your coffee and uh taking a shower whatever it is that people's habits are i mean if podcasting is your habit you should put out your podcast and then you should automatically go into marketing mode i dish it out onto the internet on these sites specifically every single time. Yeah, it's kind of, it is. It gets kind I don't of know marketing. I don't know marketing. Honestly, I just, the I just fucked don't. up part is dude, is I do like, I, I understand it and I could manipulate it in many ways if I had time to do it in this whole thing. We don't Bam. all have it. We just, we don't we, have a Jamie, you know what I'm saying? We don't have a, no, no, no. You don't have a sound engineer. You're a one man production crew. So you have to record the podcast. You have to research all the material. You have to look up the guest or talk to whoever it is that you're going to talk to. Then you have to edit the podcast. Then you have to distribute the podcast on whatever server or service that you're using. Then you have to do the marketing too. Then you have to distribute. You have to make up your social media pages. You have to put put every link, uh, write everything up. All this stuff takes a lot more time than people realize oh yeah fuck load that, dude. that's why there's what did you say four million something podcast 
because lots of people dive in and then there's probably 2 million of those podcasts that aren't even active. They're already dead. They're gone, but they're well, still. That's why I said, that's why I said, dude, I'm in the 77 percentile. I put out maybe one more show per month and I'm probably in the eighties. And the thing is that shows you how many podcasts are inactive. Maybe they're doing one show a month at the most. Uh, no, I did fall back, and that's honestly about what I've been doing lately. But the weird thing is, is that when I it's, do but release, but you do have one, a life, dude. You do have a life. You have a job. You have a family, and there's uh there is a certain percentage of your time you can dedicate to this, and if you go over that, then you're gonna trip up and fuck something up. It's gonna be your job, your wife, your kids. Something's gonna be missing because you go spend too much time on this hobby of yours. Now, this hobby could pay off big time in the future if you keep doing it, just like any hobby out there. We're talking specifically about podcasts, but this could be anything for anybody that wants to pursue some other thing. Make a plan besides that slave job you have out there in the world, folks. Please look for your way out of the matrix. Stop being trapped and being stuck to the man that holds your paycheck and your life in his hands. Start looking for your way out little by little, whatever free time you have, just like me and Dan are talking about right now with podcasts, whatever your thing is, doesn't have to be podcasts at all. Whatever it is, start looking into it. Seriously. You got to find a way to get out on your own and do your own thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't recommend. I mean, it's, I don't know. If it's your thing and this, this is something you might consider doing is podcasting. It's like, I don't think it's completely impossible. A lot of people like you, when you listen to Rogan, he's like, damn, I feel sorry for people. They try to do podcasting. Now he used to tell everybody, Hey, do podcast, man. It's fun. You know, but that's the whole thing. If you do something for fun, you have time doing it and you love it. And it develops into something later on. Sure. You can make money doing it. And you can have a good time doing it. But once you start losing that edge where it feels more like work than it is fun. But don't you think it to some extent, no matter what it is, even if, if it's painting or music or whatever. Yeah, it's you love it. But to some extent, if you partition a certain amount of time and you go, this is the only time I have to do it and I'm not going to take a day off. I'm going to force myself to do it no matter what good or bad day. So I can make this my future. Some days are going to feel a little bit like work, even though that's your passion. It's got, oh, yeah. it can't it, all it be does. good. Even, even though you love it, there's going to be some days where it doesn't feel great to do it. You just still got to do it knowing that if you pursue this to where it becomes something you can maintain sustaining your lifestyle of keeping a roof over your head, food in your mouth, um, all the basic essentials to stay alive, taking care of your family and all that. If you could pay for it, doing something you love, even the bad days are going to be 10 times better than the good days at the shitty job you have working for Joe Dick weed that fucking bosses you around and treats you like shit at work. And and doesn't respect you as a human being and uses you and abuses you. Fuck that. I'm done with that shit. I'm pursuing anything I can to get, Get away from that kind of life. Yeah. Uh, last thing anybody wants some cocksucker fucking will know where I'm saying, 
motherfucker do my bidding. Nobody wants that, man. So, okay. I mean, we all do that's things. That's what everybody dude. has to deal with, right? You know? Well, then that's when you take your spare time. Say you got, I don't know, four, six, eight hours a week that you can donate to doing something different with your life. It's like, dude, don't fucking sit there watching Netflix. Get off your ass and fucking do something creative. Maybe it will turn into something. So it's it sure worth a try. Oh, fuck, dude. Because who wants to be a miserable sack of shit being 60 years old? Fucking, you know, beating the fucking daily grind, saying, Oh, I gotta get up, go to work, my shitty job just so I can pay my bills. Nobody fucking wants that. Nobody, I know I don't. Well, that's the reality of it is it could turn into your biggest regret in life. Now is the time, not five years from now, not 10 years from now. Seriously, like start now. Whoever's listening to this out there. I can't say this enough. I don't care if you're in your 20s. I don't care if you're in your 60s. Start doing something that you love now. I mean, don't keep fiddle farting around and go, oh, well, here I am on my deathbed. I sure wish I would have because everybody ends up. It seems like having those regrets. Give it a give it a chance. Put some energy, put some effort into it because you're not going to regret it. I promise you. On your deathbed, you're going to be glad that you took that chance because it's going to turn out to work out or it's not. And at least you tried. Then you can go, at least I did it. Everybody loses regret. That's the whole thing. Like I, I can sit here and just pour off a list of bullshit. But one thing I will say is I wish I knew more about podcasting a decade ago because I would have started a podcast and. I don't know if I'd be pulling Joe Rogan numbers, but I certainly be doing better than what I'm doing now. <laughs> so that it kind of always like it kind of makes me angry that you know I waited all the way up until you know later on to do podcasting, and it's like God damn, it is tough now. Four point one million, yeah. Even if a million of them are still active, roughly about a million are still putting out content that's a lot of fucking podcasts dude oh it is a fuckload it's then it comes down to how active are they i mean and and this is another thing too dan i have experimented when i had free time and listening through just random podcasts lots of Mm -hmm. them just to see what do they sound like what are they doing horrible intros horrible sound quality lots of stuttering ums ahs can't even stand listening to the voice to go through their podcast. So I'm like, I heard so many horrible ones when I did that experiment. I was like, that's why there's so many. There's people trying, but they've just not cut out for this. Hmm. I can understand that, dude. Like I listen to this, uh, not to be rude. I mean, but it's the truth. You know, it's just, I couldn't help, but notice there's so many like shitty, shitty podcast really horrible there, there was a husband there was a husband wife duel like i was looking in podcasts and i was like i want to hear somebody like critiquing uh mainstream movies you know so that's why i was looking up and i looked at all these and i was like okay i came across this couple that does keep that in podcast. mind because we might need to talk about recent movies well i mean i was like i want to talk about this you know, but I want to hear other people's insight on it. 
So I started like looking through one day, I was just bored. I'm looking through random podcasts, all these podcasts. I'm like, oh, Jimmy, this, Jimmy, that, blah, blah, blah. I'm just using Jimmy as a, I don't want to say the names, but right, just I started generic. listening. I was just like, these people are fucking boring. Like they're terrible. Like I want <laughs> I almost want to kill myself at this point. Listen to this shit. It's so terrible. You sound like but you had the I, same experience I did. I listened to this couple and I was very excited about it. I was like, wow, this is like a, a good looking couple. They got video casts. Like they, their podcast is like, it, it's like they got people following them. Like, they, okay, this is a ranking podcast. I'm here. I started playing. I was like, oh my God, this is like husband and wife bickering kind of nonsense. Like it was so fucking stupid and shitty. <laughs> and I was like, how is this like one of the better like movie critique? fucking couples out there doing podcasts. I was like, these people suck. Like, and I, I felt so bad. Cause I was like, I really wanted to like endure on it and be like, Oh, I'm going to hear something fun and fascinating. But when I listened to it, I was like, if that was my wife, I'd probably kill her. Like, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, maybe, dude, maybe that's the whole point. Maybe people like listening to them fight. No, I wasn't even fighting. It was more of just like weird, stupid, like we're not on, we're not in tune with one another, but we're on, we're sharing a microphone and I hear a lot of fucking disturbance that's really not there, but it is there. Like it's enough to make you like detract from the situation and say, I don't even remember what the fuck you're talking about, bro. I'm done. Click. So it was one of those things like there's been very few. There's a dude on YouTube that blows my mind. He's got the sweet back, backdrop and he can do any kind of movie review you can think of. He mostly does horror films. And I was very psyched about that. And I was like, dude, I could totally be you. Like I could totally do <laughs> what you're totally doing. Be you. I could That's totally funny. do what you're doing. Like seriously, I could sell it fucking probably even better than you. But it's a really good show. And so I watch it and I'm like, yeah, it's pretty cool. I don't have quite the backdrop he does. He's got all the fucking badass like Chucky toys and well, that's, you know, the, I got, that's the thing. If you're gonna do it and you know it's gonna be a regular basis, then you set up a room that's just gonna be like the room you're you're filming in. If you got a video podcast, dude, know? I'm I'm so fucking working on that. You don't even know. And I believe you. my 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 room at some point will be twice as good as his for real. Like it's already almost there. Like it's. I've got my shit together. I know um, you know how to decorate. I, I, will, I will do that. I will do that just for fun one day a week. And I will come across and be like, oh, I guess what I saw today, guys. It was fucking terrible. Another shitty fucking movie. We can all fucking agree that sucks. Because that's 99 out of 100 movies. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. And TV shows. What the fuck is going on in entertainment today these people are somehow dude. making money entertaining people and i'm thinking dude you people must suck at life if you want to get into entertainment there is a huge conspiracy theory i have to just reveal and Go it's not it, it's not it's not really a conspiracy i mean it's we've already heard the uh, leader over there at disney which now owns like <laughs> You know, Lucasfilms and Marvel and Disney, they're all under one umbrella now saying that they were going to push the, you know, gender fluidity in every single movie 
she in in her um you know her little op she had with the all the important members of the different companies where somebody recorded her where she was saying you know push being gay being bi you know inserted into every movie well i just watched um that new thor movie love and thunder it was fucking <laughs> danny listen to me did you I see know, it yes. it was fucking atrocious it was so fucking disgusting it was the shittiest marvel movie i've ever seen keep talking while i take a piss okay but hands down the only thing good about it if you're a girl or if you're a guy who can at least um admire chris hemsworth's body that's about the best part of the movie is when he gets stripped butt naked so other than that and him being juiced up on steroids like the liver king um he just hadn't been caught yet um <laughs> that was the best part of the movie okay so other than that the dialogue horrible story horrible um had to insert gay characters even a cgi character is gay and they have to talk about his backstory and one of the other girls she's she, you know she's a lesbian she's got a girlfriend it's it adds nothing to the story at all no point in it but they got to push it in there and it's so obvious so trashy and to go along with that making me disgusted just the story period what happened to marvel cuz marvel movies used to be fantastic now this is what it has turned into I had to force myself to watch it because I had rented it from Redbox, but I almost considered turning it off and just, you know, crushing it and sticking up my ass and shitting it out. Well, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby died. So fucking it's like chaos in the fucking Marvel world. But just consider Marvel is not Marvel anymore. Whoever was at Marvel, whoever was directing, whoever was in production, all these different people that had control, Disney is over them now. And we know what Disney's predominant thing is. They're pushing this fluid gender identity into everything they touch. So yeah. if you think Star Wars is going to be good anymore, wrong. If you think Marvel is going to be good anymore, wrong. If you think any Disney movie, even for your kids, is going to be safe anymore, wrong. Get away from Disney products, Marvel products, Lucas products, fuck them all. Yeah, them and their agendas. Let them die. Don't give them another dollar. I mean, Lucas, I don't think has any, any say over anything anymore because he gave no, no, no. Up. George Lucas sold it off. It's gone. Yeah, Disney it's, owns them now. It's it's, it's over. done. It's and over. It, it, you know, Star Wars is not Star Wars anymore. They will put out good quality, like good, like in. I don't know if Industrial Magic, uh, Industrial Light Magic, is still a independent company. I'm not sure if Lucas gave that up with Lucasfilms. That is one good side of Lucasfilms. You brought up Industrial Light and Magic as far as special effects and realistic, um, just anything in in film work as far as the backgrounds, as as far as uh, creating worlds, creating characters in CGI, um, all the different things that Lucas um created with industrial light and magic is top notch i can't say that anybody can beat them they're probably the best hands down and they have to be under the umbrella of disney now now i don't know if that means if 
they get hired to do another movie outside of Disney, that that means they get to somehow, you know, insert themselves into the script. I well, doubt they've worked, it, they've worked with, they've worked with other, many other production companies. So I'm not really sure that they are Marvel specific. So but yeah, regard, they're, regardless, they're, right. they're, they're, they're so good. There are companies out there that are even far more innovative than industrial light and magic now. Really? Um, yeah, because they've taken the the what they have applied over the years. Industrial light and magic was kind of the founder. They were the of, the beginning of it we all. We want we want to show you something you've never seen before. But then people caught on like, I can fucking totally do that. You know, yeah. and you I mean, have they these started young all minds. With Star Wars and Jurassic Park and stuff like that. Those sure. were the the trend sure. setting things like it's a, boom, they set the standard and it was like they were ahead of everybody. But of you course, every, everybody's going to find out the technology. You and, don't have to watch those kind of films to see greatness, not just CGI, because I'm not a big fan of CGI. But like when they do make movies and stuff, the thing is that you come out like they talk about doing this. Uh, did you hear about the new Avatar movie? Of course, yes. There was like two of them that they made, like, and they've what? been, yeah. There was two different ones that they made, but they're they're gonna hold off on, I guess, releasing them. Uh, but they have two movies worth of that. That's obviously you know James Cameron stuff, but you gotta think whenever that guy's doing his thing, he wasn't using industrial light magic to do his shit. You right. know, he's got his own fucking people doing his own, their own thing. Not to say there won't be some kind of weird, fucked up gay shit in his movies. I don't know. And I don't care. Well, listen, I have always loved James Cameron and the movies he's put out have been some of the best movies and are on my top 10 list. Some of the, some of his movies are for sure. But in the past decade or so, he's turned into this vegetable eating world agenda uh, new world order <laughs> faggot that i can't fucking stand like he, what he did with game changers with arnold schwarzenegger talking about how vegetables made all these guys um great yeah, it was athletes. a lie we know it, it, was it was all lies every bit of it was garbage none of those athletes were world class they can't even compete with professional athletes plus they were probably on steroids because vegetables cannot even make you a good athlete i'm sorry just doesn't work they're I don't not. think vegetables even make you a good person, to be uh, honest. Yeah, morally, maybe, yes. But you don't I, eat you don't I, you don't eat meat, you're a fucking retard. Yes. I mean, <laughs> if we want to get vicious and nasty, yeah, we'll go there. But I, I try not to judge. Whatever somebody's personal choice is, that's cool. Hey, James Cameron, great. But why make some big um fucking flamboyant, stupid movie about that shit? like you did with game changers. That's a complete lie, manipulating the science, cherry picking information, just making it absolutely obvious by the end of the film that you are a complete psycho shit liar. That's trying to serve an agenda here to push people into doing this. So I don't know if he's been sucked into some other world into politics or what, but now he comes out on Twitter the other day saying that testosterone is toxic in males <laughs> i'm not even joking look it up now i don't even like james cameron anymore i don't care how good of a movie maker he is he's bought off by well, the political agenda that's out there now to crush fucking men to turn everybody away from eating meat to turn you into a pansy fucking foot loving fucking uh boy chasing faggot he I'm wants pretty you sure 
I'm pretty sure we can. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we can jot down all this by going and talking to his five ex-wives. You know what? He wants to be a little pussy faggot. That's okay. You know what? We well, talked to five look at- wonderful women he was married to. And I guarantee you, they got some nasty secrets about James Cameron. Well, I mean, all I got to say about the guys, he's a creative genius as far as a director. And he's a putting, pussy. And the movies he's done says different to me. It says he's a fantastic uh, human being and a visionary at putting together these movies because he's done stuff like Avatar, Titanic, uh, Terminator 2, uh, Aliens. I mean, there's he's so a- many different damn movies he's, he's a, done that are on my top list and he's a and really scott fucking ripoff <laughs> ridley scott yeah really scott's fantastic too he's but, a really scott ripoff hey every movie that guy does i'm gonna make a sequel and see if i can make more money no i'm yeah. just kidding dude he is fantastic <laughs> but dude he's a piece of shit in real life i mean we all know that dude it's, that, it's going there now like i said with this, this comment that he just put out saying testosterone how can you say the building block of making a man what he is is toxic? It goes back to all the fucking politics about it's, it's so political and all this stupid it's shit. It's so political what he said. It's like, I know he's bought off now. And more and more, all these zealous that are talking about Hollywood being this cartel of people that are bought off by politics and are into dark, evil shit. Well, you know, uh, Back when Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman did that one movie, kind of showcasing it, and now I find out lots of that's just true. Uh, what was maybe somebody's putting a gun to his head? This guy's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. I don't understand why you have to say anything. <laughs> hey, if I, I had hundreds, you, I don't, I don't want to cut you off, but we need to take a quick break and we'll come right back. Fair enough. You're loving the podcast, right? Great. So you can help out, support me. For a dollar a month, up to ten dollars a month. Yes, there's a subscribe button down at the bottom if you look in the description. Also, I'm going to include my Venmo if you want to do a one-time tip. So, if you would, it'll help keep me going. If you can't do it, don't worry. Free information is still going to be coming. So stay tuned and know I appreciate each and every one of you out there. Now, back to the show. Speaking of Mr. James Cameron um, and testosterone being toxic. I don't think we need to say much more than it's absolutely radically retarded what he spoke. Um, radically I mean, retarded. I, I can't. I can't put it. <laughs> I, maybe well, I, can, I mean, are I can, men? I can, I can, I can say are men? Are men not made of testosterone? Yes, the majority of your hormones are testosterone. The Majority of a woman's hormones are estrogen. And I'm sorry, folks out there that may not want to agree with me on this, but what I recognize is every single human being born comes from a highly estrogenic female with a womb that gave birth to you. And I'm not going to recognize all these other um, 100 plus different genders and pronouns and bullshit there's a man and there's a woman there's some people that are unfortunately born with you know different circumstances where maybe they have both or they don't feel comfortable in their own body but still genetically there's a man there's a woman i'm not playing the game yeah and, you don't want to get me started on transgender jokes yeah so i'm not even i i don't even need to go there it's it, it's 
whatever. It's the agenda that's being pushed to make everybody uh, gender fluid and gender neutral and not recognize anything anymore. There's a um, definite, there's an agenda behind it. I'm, and it's political. It's not something that's just, it's in society and we made this up. This is a political thing that's being pushed. It comes from the top. Trust me, whoever those top people are, World Economic Forum, Clover Rome, I don't know who are there, Bilderberg, Rothschilds, you go wherever you want to. They're all in on it. I'm sure Bill Gates is part of it. <laughs> he wants to be transgender. He probably is. He probably yeah. sticks his penis in his vagina. Um, yeah. Billy Gates. But, you know, it, it's, and this, uh, let me just say this real quick. One thing I am so happy about is the fact that me and you are doing a podcast again, because I missed you, man. Oh, fuck it. Absolutely. And I just love talking to you. This is wonderful. And if this is what makes people um, have great podcasts and, it, you know, it ends up being profitable for them is having great conversations, then how the hell can it not go down as Jay and Dan having great conversation? Because we definitely do. Well, I mean, and, it will definitely be profitable for me. So I'm okay. <laughs> I don't know about you. No, it won't. It won't be for me, but I don't give a fuck. I just enjoy doing it. It's good stuff, and it'll probably what gets me canceled next week. So that's the only problem about talking (laughs) with me is I hit too many touchy subjects. And since we're talking about James Cameron, who was always one of my heroes and has totally let me down, why not talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah, he's a piece of shit too. I mean, during the COVID epidemic, during an interview. He said people needed to stay locked down and put masks on. And he said, screw your freedoms. You need to do what is necessary so we can all get through this together. You know, fuck uh, you, you rich fucking prick that came from Austria. Uh, that's I just mean, uh, suck words out of a true German's mouth. Screw your freedoms. Uh, Austria, Germany, it's whatever. But yeah, it's true words coming out of a dictatorship. Screw, screw, screw your freedom. Hell, Hitler. Yeah, eat lots of kale. You can be big like me. <laughs> Fucking retard. Yeah, so, I mean, everybody's a sellout in the end. I think we we kind of see that now. There are very few people that... They come to it genuine. I believe a lot of them come to it genuine, but they get sucked into this force that is within the circle of Hollywood within politics, it's, it's in there. It's in the central portion of it. And if you want to stay in the money, you want to stay relevant, then you must play the game and they give you a choice. I think they do, but I think some people, or they brainwash you or they brainwash you. I think there, I think there might be like a couple of slaggers hanging back saying, you know, I don't want to say quote word for word what Kurt Russell said because I'm not real sure exactly. I read the article, but he had this uh, interesting perspective. That's another guy I've always liked. Actors are paid entertainers. That's right. Stop, they are. Stop being Alyssa Milana. He didn't yeah, you're, say you're that. not he a politician. Didn't, he, we he don't care about your this. opinion. I want to clarify, Kurt Russell didn't say this. This is kind of my forte. What he said, your interpretation. Madonna, Madonna, yeah, Madonna, 
Alyssa Milano, all these fucking retards out there who are saying really even our boy oh, Robert De Niro. I'm proud to have had a million abortions. Whatever, dude. That's great. Good for you. Maybe we like, should Rob, do this. What it's about, okay like, for you to have an abortion if we can take your uterus from you. <laughs> Is that fair? Maybe that's a fair trade. Well, you shouldn't but be allowed to even conceive Kurt, a child. Yeah. Seriously. I guess to sum up what Kurt Russell said was is basically we are all paid entertainers to use that and boost yourself on a platform to say something political makes you a fool. Just stick to what you're paid to do. Be an entertainer and quit trying to fucking talk shit. Because guess what? You're all fucking stupid. All you Hollywood fucks are retarded. It's they, so fucking mind-numbing. Robert De Niro, I love skewed, Robert skewed De Niro. perception on reality. I think that they have a very skewed perception because of where they are in reality to a normal human being. They do not know what it's like to live like as a normal human being. They're famous everywhere they go. They probably can't even leave this country no matter where they go. Somebody notices them. They need to have bodyguards. They need to have people helping them they're always putting on disguises um you're so damn popular you're so damn famous everybody loves you you can't do no wrong so how do you know what's right and what's wrong you don't because when you're a regular person who works a regular job and lives a regular life guess what you can see through all the fucking shades of nastiness that you assholes in hollywood are going through it's definitely easier to evaluate for sure. If I was like Macaulay Culkin, sorry for the name drop, Macaulay. I really don't discredit you at all, but I'm just saying if I grew up in that and I knew I was like, oh, I'm a child star and I'm going to grow up and I'm going to do this, that, and the other. guess what? You grew up and did shit. But my point being is you have that expectation of either you're, logical as a human being or you're not unfortunately most of those people are very illogical people that live the norm and like are written your movies and watching your bullshit they're just like oh i heard something this personal about this person and i'm like thinking holy shit you're a really fucked up human being how did you get there it's weird. We can go into psychology and all that bullshit. Well, you know but what? the whole thing is, is like, how the fuck did you end up where you ended up? If I had what you have, I'm going to honestly say, I don't think I would be fucked up like you as a human being. But I'm you sorry. never know until you walk in those shoes. And anybody will tell you that. I just don't think I would. I think I'm a little more strong-willed than most people. I mean, would you make the same decisions if as Hitler if you lived his life and you walked in his shoes and dealt with everything that he dealt with that drove him to the point of what choices he made? Who knows? I don't we, know. None of us, I'm not none German. Of us, well, I mean, just none of us really know unless we are in the actual shoes and have the same experiences as the other person, that's where empathy comes in. You have to realize that you have to be empathetic towards people because we don't know what they've experienced. We don't know what they've dealt with. We don't know what their childhood was like, their family, um, whether they got bullied or picked on or whether certain things made a very big impression on them in their life. And that is part of their way of thinking. 
I mean, everybody has so many different things that are going through their brain that it, it's it's ping ponging off of to make a decision. You know, <laughs> you almost led me into a joke, dude. I was almost like, think, Give me think a joke. good, I think laugh. good. Come on, thank Come God on, that Russia put it into Hitler, and everybody's like, oh my God, you can't say that. Like there's they're like in war with Ukraine. It's like so bad. Like you can't be on the side of Russia, but dude, honestly, I don't have anything against Russia. If it wasn't for Russia, world war two would have never ended. So thank God for Russia. Yeah. Even even right now. (laughs) I'm so canceled. What does any human being you know, outside of America, I don't know what you know, but I know we're very isolated in each individual country to only hear one side of a story. So in America, you're fed one agenda, one way of looking at things. How does anybody here in America know the truth about what's going on in Ukraine and Russia? How do you know? I mean, nobody really knows, but people are diverted by this nonsense. And the whole time they should be paying. I tell you one thing: attention. I found out that Ukraine has the biggest human trafficking in the world. Like they're the number one human traffickers in the world. Hmm, that is interesting. They do the most money money laundering in the world. They got beautiful women in Ukraine. I will tell you that. Uh, they probably bought them. Um, no, <laughs> I mean, Ukrainian women are beautiful. They just are. Russian women are beautiful. It's well, weird. There's a couple really weird things that have come to light. And uh, how do we know what Russia's real agenda is? I mean, I have listened to a speech by Putin talking about how Americans are basically not talking about us as human beings, but as the politicians as being like the devil having no morals. I agree with him on the speech that I heard him say. Well, look at what the USSR used to be. They were unity. All those countries belong to the USSR. Kind of like the United States. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was a, as a, a union. Ukraine is so mineral rich, dude. I think I've said this on a podcast. I don't know if it was on yours or somebody else's, but we literally have to look at that fact. Ukraine was part of Russia at some point. Yep. But, you know, there was the Cold War, the fallout. We want to be a republic we're not going to you know there was lots of change that happened all the times but ukraine is so mineral rich i've all often said that russia depends on mineral rich countries to supply heat and wealth to their to the russian establishment okay and i'm not trying to like take sides with russia and shit but i understand dude like we had I don't some want to choose sides because I really, truly don't think I know anything. And I do not think Zelensky is, is some kind of hero and I need to go fly a freaking Ukraine flag or post it on social media. I think people that are doing that are so stupid because they don't know anything than other than what is force fed to them by a media that they believe is trying to report the truth. The media does not report the truth. They repeat what is told to be repeated to them by 
politicians and big business. That's all they do. They do not look for the truth. They're not investigative reporters. They are not telling you the truth. They are telling you what they want you to believe and what they want you to know. They are programming you. Well, we know that like war is not the answer. There should be a bargaining, but you got some, and everybody's like propping up this dickhead in Ukraine. Like, oh, well, this guy, he's on the front lines fighting with his own soldiers. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, we have, we haven't really seen that, but yeah, we'll he, listen to where he's always in fatigues with his t shirt on. I'm like, why is a, a leader dressed like that? That's so fucking stupid and suspicious to me. Yeah, he should look more like a Nazi. But yeah, put on your damn thing. gear and your saucy <laughs> or whatever. I don't yeah. care. Whatever it takes. We, but we, we dress professional. Right. Don't dress like you're some war torn leader in the trenches when you're not. You're perfectly clean. You don't need damn fatigues and a t shirt on. Well, I mean, there's speculation that they're like old Nazi regime. There's been that. Theory. There has been Nazis in Ukraine. It yeah, is. Yeah, no, it's, it's kind of a weird thing. I don't know about all that, but my whole thing is, is like Russia has a lot of fucking citizens that rely on heat to get through their harsh fucking. Everybody's like, well, is you know what harsh winter is? Do you don't know? What is? Russia has harsh fucking winters. Way yeah, worse than our winners. Well, yeah, and without no fucking without natural resources, Russia cannot heat their country. No, there will so, be people dying without natural resources. Ukraine is one of the most known countries to have those resources to help people through that harsh winter every year. Man, Man you I know, got a, pe- I got a question for you. What's up? Talking about natural resources, who do you think blew up that pipeline? Which one? Go, the one going to you. The one going over to Europe. Oh, who blew it up? Yeah. Was it America? Was it Russia? It was was it Ukraine? It was me. I did it. Government paid me money to do it. Danny, don't you tell know. don't tell them what we did. Hey. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know who blew it up, but you gotta look at the facts. Like when you start playing sides like it didn't accidentally happen somebody Look, sent a no, skilled team of specialists to Nobody. dive down and plant explosives in the middle of that pipeline to blow it up to cut off europe from yeah. having that natural resource yeah fuck you i live in the usa i don't care yeah here's the I, thing i don't want to say fuck anybody because i don't here's know anything man well here's the thing we worry more about other countries and other shit going on. World we police. Have, well, we, yeah, world fucking police. God damn, how many times that got us in trouble? Vietnam, Korea, so many I could just sit here and go off forever. And I don't want to. But Matt and Trey Parker nailed it when they made that movie Team America. That's us. Partially, partially. But the thing is, is like, we got to start worrying about right here, like our community. I know, like I've that talked about it more was, than anything is locally. Why are people distracted with what's going on in the rest of the world? Look, seriously, what Dan's saying, look right here. What are your problems with school, with your energy, with your water, with bums on the street, with housing costs? 
There's so many other problems, potholes in the street. Deal with all your shit at your local level. Stop worrying about fucking Ukraine. Who gives a shit? That is not our problem. And you know what? We are all letting our government spend billions of our dollars, taxpayer money, and send it over there. And I guarantee you, it's all being washed. Well, I mean, it can all start, right? It's probably coming back here to the Democratic Fund. It can all start right in the city you live in. As a hey, let me tell you being. something else. You heard about the FTX scandal. Yeah, of course. Okay. One of the big contributors to the FTX, um, not contributor, I'm sorry. One of the big uh, um, people tied into the FTX business was Zelensky. Well, that's not surprising. Right. So do you find this interesting, though? That FTX is tied in. They're a complete scam business that ripped off everybody, had nobody's money. When it come down to looking at their books, it was nothing but a big fraud. That's all it was. It was a scam. So they were supporting the Democrats, all these things like uh, um, getting rid of guns for Americans, um, supporting people that do lockdowns and forced vaccinations and vaccine passports that they're donating money to this stuff. People that were putting money into the stock market, FTX for crypto, they're taking their money and spending it on this shit. It's Zelensky <laughs> over in Ukraine. Okay. And they're giving it to the democratic campaign. Do you not think somehow possibly all them billions of dollars could have been washed in, been used in, to bringing money back to the Democrats or to Zelensky's pocket or any of that? I mean, nobody will know. I mean, yeah, this is all speculation. Who knows? There's, the one thing that's funny is there's no records through that FTX, Sam Bankman Freud, the guy, the CEO, they didn't keep records. How does a $35 billion company have no records of transactions? The guy oh, no. that the guy that went in and researched the Enron scandal said he's never seen anything like this. This is unprecedented. They had Ooh. no documentation for anything. Well, it makes sense. And he's not in jail. Sam Bankman Freud just got through the past weekend doing a speaking engagement where people paid twenty five hundred dollars a ticket to hear him speak, along with Mark Zuckerberg and some other influential people. He's not even in jail. Yeah. He's, he's out he making is. he's out making money on top of the fact he fucked everybody that spent money at his stock exchange. That makes sense. Yeah, just like it reminds me of the whole bank implosion that happened back whenever it was. Um, <laughs> you know how the government bailed them out, and then all the CEOs still got their bonuses and everything, even after they bankrupted the bank itself. What? Yeah. That makes sense. Where our government is going to take our taxpayer money and give the CEOs a fucking bonus after they bankrupted the bank. It's so weird how you have these billionaires that like get They don't play by the rules. They don't have laws for them. If that was me or you that screwed over somebody for a million dollars, much less $35 billion, me and you would probably be dead right now. Much less walking around still making a living. I just like, I don't get how he's doing serious. interviews for TV shows, all the major news channels. How oh, these people I, I, I don't know. Involved. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. 
I just don't understand why some of these people get involved in this. It's like, what is your game, dude? You say Marty Zuckerberg. So what is your game, dude? What are you getting involved in this shit for? You've got this weird AI thing going on and you're doing shit with your company, which is, we all know is very criminal. But there are no freedoms in the world anymore. He's tied in. Mark Zuckerberg's tied into the government. He admitted that on Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah, I know. I listen. He lightly lightly touched on it, but said, yeah, that he didn't have a choice. He had to help out the government. Well, if you're admitting to the fact that you have to do things for the government, then basically you're saying you work for the government. Yeah, for sure. Which you should have just tied off that noose a long time ago and said, I don't care what financial stability I have. I'm going to be a fucking decent human being and say, you know what? Fuck the government. But he didn't do that. Along with Google and so many others that just said, they're all tied in. They're all tied in, bro. Government bit me over and I just accepted that big dick in the ass. And that's cool. But, they, but as far as public relations go, they can't say it that way. They have well, to they got off. billions of dollars in return. So it's not like it's just like, hey, make me richer than what I am. Right. It's I'm a, already scam. a billionaire. Make it's, me a it, fucking multi-billionaire. Well, then you have to start thinking about, you know, residually what you say could affect many other people involved. It's not just the fact that you're rich, but many other people are rich. So you've got to cover them, too. So you can't say the wrong thing because there's a scam that involves loads of other people in the business and the company. Not to mention, if you say the wrong thing, you could implicate the government in a bad way. More so than I guess they've been implicated by other people like Snowden and other stuff. But I mean, I don't know how the I don't know how the hell our public does not seem to be aware of all the different scams that the government runs. I mean, if you see one scam after another since I've grown up and before that, and still nobody seems to ask questions. Amazing, isn't it? It The absolute cognitive dissonance, the fact that people defer to authority and don't ask questions of people in authority, the government, politicians, they don't hold them to be... Uh, visible for all and accountable for all their um, movements, their spending, all these different things. And if they do screw up, people still don't seem to say anything or do anything. I don't get it. I'm not like that. And I think all, all it would take was a really large, substantial group of Americans to wake up and go, we want to know the answers to these questions. And if you can't answer them, we are taking this back. It's a republic. People have the power. It's not you have the power because you've been sitting in the Senate or Congress for 30 years or whatever. Fuck you. You're out, dude. You're <laughs> out. You're a done deal. Fuck you. Well, I think that's literally all it's going to take is people just got to wake up. People got to think- stop accepting what they have been conditioned since birth to believe. I think most Americans don't care. To be honest, they they're just, so, they're just <laughs> comfortable enough. They won't do it until they're pressed into a situation where they're 
literally fighting for their life. And we're not there yet. Look, for instance, at what happened here with the recent pandemic incident. I'll just say this. Not enough people are asking questions. You saw a virus come along that was novel, unusual, unreal, but there's documentation and patents going back to 2010. And what this showed up in 10 years later. In 2019, there was a um there was this whole oh what was it? I can't remember. Event 201. They played out this whole scenario of what would happen with COVID hitting the public from the news media to the people to vaccines to everything perfectly exactly what ended up happening as soon as COVID popped up. So, I mean, you can see, you can, you can see event 201. You can go back 10 years before that and see that there is patents on COVID. You can see that there's patents on the vaccines. You can literally look up all this stuff and people don't want to hear it. They don't want to ask questions about why, how, what? I just want to believe it's a real virus. I don't want to believe it's a biological weapon or somebody invented it or somebody pre-planned this whole scenario, even though they did it the year before it's, it happened. It's on video and you can look it up and watch it. Hmm. It's amazing, isn't it? The cognitive dissonance is unbelievable to me. It's People are so stupid, so fucking ignorant, like literally you can put proof in front of their face that shows them they're fucking wrong and they won't believe it because Facebook says that that is incorrect. The fact checker said you're a liar. Fact checkers have been proven to be liars. The fact checkers on all your social medias are fucking liars. What they do is they fact check truth and say you're a liar. (laughs) I love that too when Mark Zuckerberg was like, Totally dissuaded in the conversation of like, well, what are we doing about these fact checkers? Like, well, you know, we're working on making them better. You know, you have no right to fucking fact check or block comments or cast somebody out of social media forever because you are God, because you say these are the facts, because your fucking facts are lies. They're doing even on Trump, even on Trump media, they're fact checking him. Doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter who you are or what you're doing. Somebody's going to come in there and say, I don't like what you said. You're going against the narrative. So I'm going to fuck you up by fact checking you. Dude, that's that's the premise of today. It's the premises of what is really going on. No, seriously, it it is. Um, it's it's so unchecked. It's so non-stop and i think it's funny that everybody thinks like somehow elon musk is going to be the savior on twitter it's no he's get, get a fucking life it, elon musk is another shill that you people believe in because he makes jokes and pokes fun and he throws out a little quip here and there but he wants you to pay carbon tax he wants you to be um worried about climate change he wants you to be worried about all these things and, and paying taxes and doing different things 
for shit that doesn't matter except for a global agenda of new world order by the World Economic Forum. That he's with them. Trust me. That's that's why I always say when I listen to Joe Rogan, dude. Like, I sometimes like I find I find out that dude, like Joe Rogan says stuff that makes me think, man, is he got a handler or somebody coaxing him, or is, or is he just is he that. just is he just stupid enough to believe that yes. Elon Musk is a good person? He said he's a he said he's kind of a dumb brain. No, he admits he says he cuts himself down. He says I'm Neanderthal. I'm not. Yeah, that's know, fucking stupid. That's stupid in itself to say you're Neanderthal. Yeah, I'll find that in real DNA. No, you're not. You're fucking dumb. But yet, 23 and Me will give you that to you. They'll they'll send well, you of back. A, they'll they're going to sell a, you. They're going to sell you whatever yeah. is the motive to sell you that. But let's face it, no human being that is physically present. As Neanderthal DNA, the fact he believes that makes me understand he's a little bit fucking retarded. Well, and that's and, okay. And he loves Graham Hancock, and Graham Hancock proves in so much of his stuff that human ancestry is so much older than Denisovans and Neanderthals and all these other different offshoots. They're just different forms of fucking apes. They're not human beings, and what we evolved from. Which Go is into, what people, people are look going. up. Michael Cremo. Look up Michael Cremo. He has, he has ar- ar- archaeological proof of human beings going back millions of fucking years. We know way it does, dude. before. What I've and listened this to is many. Not, it's not stuff he's making up. It's actually he has proof. Michael Cremo has proof. He does, and the thing is, is like people like him, Randall Carlson, so many other people have like spent their whole fucking life like digging for the facts and it's That's so they crazy they look for the real facts the proof they're not looking for a fantasy that they can look into some text or read into something or make up their own um you know theory they're looking at actual archaeological proof and it's been dated at this level and it is a human bone that is consistent with human bones of today, bam, makes perfect sense. Okay. I'll drop that line, dude. Like people should watch on Netflix. Ancient apocalypse is such a good documentary. Really Wait. good. Yeah. I love anything that Graham, Graham Hancock does. Some Graham people Hancock think he's is cool. weird or whatever, but I think that's most of your people that are on the straight and narrow that want to follow well, the history continuum. Yes. He does challenge. Your he challenges Christians. He challenges it's, everything by what he's 2. presenting. 2.2 billion people. That's Christians. 2.2 billion. So when you start challenging the Bible, the straight, narrow, hey, we've all read the Old Testament, New Testament. We get there's differences. It's all human. There written, will dude. be it's adversity. Yeah, I mean, human beings wrote this. People like me and you. Obviously. Hey, you know what, dude? That's a good thing. I'm, you know, I've been working on writing some stuff. I think I'm gonna write the third edition of the Bible. I'm gonna tell it from my point of view. Maybe people will start going, "Oh, maybe Matthew and Mark and all these fucking dickheads that wrote the Bible after 300 years after Christ walked the earth." Maybe 
there is something more to this, more to the narrative. Well, the the only thing that is consistently true is that no matter what, I don't care what religion you look at across the world, they all have similarities to King James Bible, to Jesus Christ, to Moses, to everything that's in our Bible. They all have similarities. They all have a deluge, a flood. They all have a character that's like Jesus that walks on water, that multiplies uh, fish or bread, turns wine into something else or water into <laughs> something else. I mean, yeah. all the stories are the fucking same. It's so in, insanely fucking retarded. Like it's from the Sumerian times, the oldest recorded history. They have the stories of like Gilgamesh and stuff like that. And you got the baby being floated down the river like Moses and somebody else picks him up and he's taken into royalty and blah, blah, blah. That's the story of Moses. I'm sorry. It's, it's all been told way before the Bible. Now, if you'll just accept that it made it into Indian, it made it into uh, Mexico. It made it into uh, America. It made it into Europe. It made it into everywhere. I mean, wherever you look, some religion has some form of this told with a twist, but it's not that different. It's still so similar. You can see that the root comes from the oldest and has been perverted up to a certain date and twisted and told in a different way. The Just, only thing I will say, I want to defend that because the only thing like from Kinform tablets that does not exist in every modern religion, Christianity, Hinduism, so on and so forth. We can get into a thousand of them, but right. one thing I will say is quid pro quo. It did not develop until Christians took on that. You can look at in so many different, you don't even have to be a Christian. You can look at Indians, you can look at, and when I say that, I mean India. Like you can look into Hinduism. They're the real all Indians. Yeah, it's the whole thing is like not native. We Americans. didn't have, we did not have quid pro quo until the Christian Bible was written. This for that. It's if you're a good person, and we say what we want to say, you're a good person. You go to heaven. You don't go to hell. And so many religions have followed ever since. It is so fucking stupid that people buy into this. They say Matthew, Mark, all these fucking people that wrote the Bible. This almost 300 years went by, supposed Jesus Christ walked the earth. Yeah, can you well, imagine that? I mean, seriously, yeah. like you die. Listen, you die right now, Dan. 300 years later, somebody decides to write your story. Yeah, they're like, that guy that died. You don't think there's going to be some huge manipulations to the story? Or absolutely. Even, absolutely. It's probably, uh, probably going to be completely made up. It's, it's going to be invented. Like, there may be some truth. Some. I would give that. I believe there's seeds of truth. I don't I believe it's, it's all just falsehood i and the one thing i'll give the the bible great merits for is for being a philosophical moral text that is wonderful to base your life off of for sure yeah we all want to make you better people out there because yeah. they're all deviant bastards they're going to hell so having a good moral 
backbone in your life, something to base your life off of. Great, man. Whatever religious text you're digging into, more than likely, as long as it's not Anton LaVey's Satanic Bible, it's probably good for your morals. And I don't know whether you remember this or not, but in high school, I carried around a Satanic Bible and an Necronomicon. Yeah, absolutely. And that's how I got that stupid uh, nickname, Satan. Everybody calls you Satan, yeah. (laughs) Remember that. It was fun fun times. Indeed it was. Yeah, we we had good times with that. I was like, I'm introduced to Satan. This is great. We can be, we can totally be friends. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of weird. Like the weird thing when you think about that, like people projected it onto you, like, well, he's evil. Everything Tom Satan is. Like, I was curious. Dude. I was curious. I just wanted to know everything because I'd read the Bible, so I wanted to read. Uh, I wanted to read the Satanic Bible. I wanted to read the exact opposite, and I wanted to read the Necronomicon. That was like, uh some creepy ass book of the dead that you know was just i don't know i wanted to read it too and that was fic- have, that was fictional that was not I have, real i have the hp lovecraft right that's hp um, lovecraft which he wrote fictional stuff version. so yeah. and a lot of people don't know that but there is an egyptian book of the dead and i think there's a sumerian one as well that's real but hp lovecraft one that i had was fictional but it was still very creepy Oh yeah, it told stories about really cool shit. I want to get into it, but you should all go out there and buy that and read it because it's fun. It's it can fun. only it's, bless you. Like I was peering over the hill with my eyes. I was like laying on the bed of a hill, peering over with my eyes, watching these demons do frolicky things. So phenomenal. And it's so cool. I like how his entire writings, dude. Like he, seriously, good, I love man. it. Lovecraft is good. Fucking he, he cool. Was, as far as writing creepy stuff, yeah, he did well. Yeah, man. But people—that's the whole thing. People are taking life, and they're doing what they're doing. Like I don't want to say you're overly serious or maybe not serious enough. I don't know. The whole thing is, is like, you got to that, enjoy That's like a life. choice. That's the main thing. I think that's the best way to put it is, okay, you can get so serious and so uptight about religion or whatever it is that you're involved in that you have your butt puckered so tight you can't laugh, you can't have a good time, <laughs> you can't have fun about anything. And what's the point of it then? I mean... It let's say this is one life to live, no matter what you believe. Maybe you do believe in reincarnation. You're coming back until you get your karma right and you your soul ascends, you get your third eye open, whatever. I don't know what you believe, but say you're wrong. Say it's one life to live. Don't you want to have fun while you're here? I don't mean that means go rape people and kill them and shit like that. That's not what fun is. Fun is but it is fun for some people. Well, and it's so terribly if they're Sad, morbid distorted in the head somehow dude i'm morbid and distorted but i won't do that i right. just think, so what, like some what level are, what level do you have to have trauma at or some kind of mental dysfunction to where it's cool to go out and look for people to rape or people to kill i don't know man i've never been to that juncture in my life like i'm a fucking deviant 
like I do like morbid shit, but like I would never harm. What is your definition of morbid? Like if you say I, I, Danny, do some morbid shit. Okay, what do you have a morbid sense of humor? You lop lop some cats' heads off here and there. What is your definition of morbid? My morbid is like (laughs) taking baby. No, I'm just kidding. My my definition of morbid is just like having fun with your creativity as a human being. Just okay, so maybe a insane. dark sense of humor is morbid. Yeah, yeah. fuck it, okay. absolutely. Cool. It's it's morbid, and some people don't get it. They look. At I you. find a dark sense of humor hilarious. So that's why me and you couldn't connected probably a long time ago in childhood, and we always have because we get that some people yeah. take it too seriously. And when they do, oh, yeah, it's not funny. But guess what? We're joking. Well, and that, I think there's a fine line between reality and just having a good time. And uh, people take it like, oh, this is like out fucking venturing around, fucking thinking about some shit. And suddenly somehow some decapit, you know, I, you know, did something to decapitate a baby's head and. Oh boy! Well, it's like, like, like oh, I'm, I'm a horrible human being because okay, so here's a, and I'll say like here's a joke that me or Danny might toss out that you folks might find offensive. Say Danny rips a fart, and I go, "Oh my God, Danny, that fucking smells absolutely atrocious, horrible, like the dumpster full of dead babies I killed just last week." That'd be a joke we might say. Ha ha ha! We laugh about it. Somebody else might fucking throw up or. Uh, slap the shit out of us or call 911 because they think we killed a dumpster full of babies. Whatever. It's a joke. Yeah. They want to cancel you immediately. What? <laughs> you said something about a dumpster full of dead babies? You're canceled. <laughs> no, I just said yeah, this smell like a dumpster full of dead babies that I killed. Yeah. How will we know what a dumpster full of dead babies <laughs> smells like? That's a good question in itself. Maybe we shouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> the whole fucking part is that people it's a joke. are too fucking serious. Right. Get off it's your fucking get off your big black dick in your ass and yeah, white or yellow I, or whatever color it is. <laughs> yeah, it might be pink. I don't know. Yeah. But what it what, what dude, you know, life is too short to be all up in the narrative and worry about nonsense i don't i hear it and i'm just like okay i'm in tuned i hear your shit i hear your sort no don't you think that's a lot of people though because they're they're still they're so like mysteriously tied to what they believe society's morals are that they don't even realize that they have their own way of thinking and their own way of processing things it's like people become almost mechanical like they join the crowd well, I mean, not to give Fox News or CNN any credit, but yeah, most of the talk sectors are out there watching it. And dude, I work with the guys like, well, on Fox News this morning, man, they're saying this, that, and the other. And I'm just like, you lost me at Fox News, bitch. Yeah. Like, for real. There's lots like, of people that quote the news. Like, it's I'd real. Say, like, he's a good fucking person. Like, I love him, dude. He's a good dude. But, like, for real, like, at some point, you got to realize, man, anybody who's talking to you is probably full of shit. Plain and simple. <laughs> Unless it's me just telling you the fucking truth. 
most people are just full of shit. It's their job to be full of shit. Well, yeah, and that's the difference between once upon a time journalists were investigative journalists and they got paid a couple hundred thousand a year to now we have no investigative journalists, nobody allowed to go dig for the dirt and look for the stuff that nobody is, uh, you know, wanting to hear about or, or uh, people don't want to get caught doing that doesn't happen anymore. Investigative journalists are gone and you know what? They get a lot better living. Now you look at the salaries of people that read teleprompters and they're getting millions of dollars a year to read the news. You think they want to get a hundred, couple hundred thousand dollars a year to go track down the dirt on somebody? No, they'd much rather get paid 1.2 million a year to read a teleprompter. And hey, everybody around the country is reading all, the same shit. All all news anchors are paid actors. That's they, what they are. They know that. No, they know that now. It's not like it was back in the 60s and 70s when you had real people saying. Hey, you know what? I'm talking down to Ted over here. He's no lost land over here doing something fucking important. He's out there fucking really hitting the grind and doing something because they want to like really give you information. And they used to want to beat each other like it was a competition. Like Danny's a journalist. I'm a journalist. I'm trying to get the scoop before he does. You know, there is no competition like that anymore. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody cares. It's all pain narrative. It's stupid. It's I even, the same thing as movies people go to watch or TV shows on Netflix and Hulu. I fucking hate even talking about it. I hate people. People suck. Hey, he doesn't mean that. No, I love all my listeners. Yeah. The two or three of you. <laughs> it's possible there could be somebody out there that wouldn't quite click with Dan. Well, it's like, I don't know, like 6,700 people. Actually, listen to my nonsense. It's amazing. How the fuck are you people listening to me? Crazy. No, but I bring you crazy because I love you. I love everybody. Literally, I do. I love everybody. That's that's such a controversial statement after you just said you hate them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I hate you, but I love you for listening to me. So thank you. But that's okay, (laughs) man, because we can all have our points that we are a bit, um, you know, confused about and humanity. I love, I love gay people. I love transgenders. I love all you. I just don't want to see it in every goddamn film I watch. Yeah. Like we covered that. I'm over. So I'm still getting canceled. That's okay. Fuck everybody. I'm just over that, that narrative. That's yeah, it. let's let's be over that and say, hey, overplayed, you know overdone. Let's talk about fucking reality. What's going on with you, man? Anything interesting in your life? There there might be some stuff, but uh there's some stuff that I would say to you personally that I wouldn't say on here. Why not? It's good wouldn't. stuff. No, nah, I, I come on, I'm gonna fuck with you and give you come on, pride. And there might be a, a business opportunity coming up pretty soon that will be beneficial for me, but I'm not going to talk about it in depth on here because it's nobody's business. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, that's hey, something I, t- I would talk to you about privately. Hey, I wrecked my car. That's, that's not some, good. Yeah, I fucked it up, dude. I was like working on that shit today. I was like, 
taking off the honor paneling in my car. I was like, dude, this is the problem when people drink and drive. No, you can. You Somebody else was or you were me. Oh, I'm no. Over, I'm over a goddamn church sign. A church sign. The that Baptist. can't have good implications if you run over a church sign. I think they're Baptist, but they possibly could be satanic. I'm not really sure. The jury's out on that, but I ran over their sign. Well, if they're it Catholics, was- I would have a strong suspicion they might be child rapists. <laughs> they're not Catholic they're Baptist and their yeah. sign was re-erected the next day but my car Fully is erect. completely <laughs> fucked like I was literally like pulling the undercarriage off my car today I'm not shitting you dude this happened last week like, that was, um, that was one week. stiff curse of face kids don't drink and drive you think road signs to have gospel meanings mean something when you're drunk, they don't mean shit. You want to fucking take them out. Well, you found out the hard way ah, that your, your car didn't enjoy that. That's not even a joke. It's funny, but it's not even a joke. It's like real. Like, fuck that son. Why is he looking at me that way? Tell me. My path to Jesus is going to make me a better person. Fuck you. I'm taking you out. The same exact feelings that you had at that moment (laughs) was because of alcohol. And that sounds like the same thing that's making you say these things at the moment. Okay. Let me, let me ask you this. I want, I want you to truthfully consider this. What if you doze off for a second you woke up to a thud, you slam on your brakes, you're in the ditch, and you turn around and you look, and there's a human being on the side of the road, and there's blood on your car. What human being? <laughs> would you, would, if your car was drivable, would you take off or would you check on them? Fuck that human being. I'm serious, man. Without joking, what would you do? Well, I mean... In the state of me being coherent, and I was maybe tired and ran off the road. I would so stop and take like a second to be like, I can do something to save this human being. If I was drunk, dude, I'd totally drive off. Damn, even if you killed them, so be it. Or it, what if they're not? dead but they're about to die and you could save them by simply calling 911 I'm good at calling 911 and I'm very good at CPR I'm certified you assholes out there should know this like literally I could save a human being's life no if I if I could I'm kidding obviously I'm joking around but if I could (laughs) save a human being's life I'm gonna do it because it's not about feel good moment like I'm doing something special. I'm going to save somebody's life. I'm like, this is a natural response. Like, if I feel like I can contribute to people helping in any way, shape, or form, I'll do it. Obviously, I will go the extra mile to save somebody's life. I have. I have done that. One thing I've realized is Life is hard. Death is easy. 
plain and simple. And I hate to say that, but it's true. I think it's a very, um, I think it's an important thing to say, even though it may just sound like you're like ranting or something. It's, it's more important than people realize life is hard. And lots of people think that death is going to be harder facing that challenge. But I believe exactly what you do. I think death is the easy part. Dude, trust me. Death is easy. Life is fucking hard. It is. People don't, Figuring people it don't out. get it. It's people so hard to figure it. it out. Unless you want to contradict yourself and say, I'm not really... I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Who am I? What do I believe? Oh, my God. There's so many questions. I'm going to rack my brain over this shit. And here I am on my deathbed racking my brain over this shit. Finally, I found Jesus. It's like, dude, come on. Don't sell yourself out. Bye. You know? Hey, you know one thing? This is an interesting thing. Just consider this. Most people die and... In a couple years, you know, five, 10, 20, 30 years, they're gone. People forget about them. Yeah. I mean, m- most people, it's very hard to remember them in 100 years or 200 years, unless they were somebody very monumental to history. Right. But one interesting thing now with the invention of technology, as long as there's not like a huge volcanic eruption or asteroids that come raining down on the planet and destroy everything technology will carry your voice and your message on possibly for hundreds of years after you're gone with a podcast or via video whatever you're doing to spread a message if it's worthwhile if it has something like some kind of content that is evergreen let that will always hold some truth no matter what period of time it is like you know, some of the greatest philosophers that we can think of, their messages will always be valuable to people. Um, so that's one cool thing to think about in this medium or this space is that once you have spoken, once it's been recorded, once it has been sent out there into this universal medium of the internet and it's on all these different platforms, it's going to last way beyond your life. Once you're dead, your voice will still be here living on. Kind of like a weird innate thought if you think about it. Like It is weird to think about, but just imagine year, years after you're dead, hundreds of years after you're dead, it'll still be on the internet. You think about If like somebody wants to listen to it. Think about like Fallout, the video game. When they find those tapes and they're like listening to these things, it's like, this is person. What are they talking about? It's so crazy. Like, it could very well be our future if there is something that is ever ending. That's another possibility, too. What if there is a war and populations rendered down to 5% of what is on the earth right now. And that small 5% in certain pockets that gets to live through it finds recordings of human beings from past time that still survive somehow. And some of it happens to be Dan's podcast or Jay's podcast. How interesting. That's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. Cool. But it could be. It could be. It could be. Who are these people? Why do we want to hear what they have to say? But we it's may so have like, interesting. We may have some universal truth that they're very glad to hear. I mean, 
dude, it's very possible. We are all digital media now. Ugh. Maybe I could back that shit up with some tapes. Be like, y'all will find my tapes when World War III hits and everybody dies. It's one thing to consider because most people's legacy doesn't live on beyond their children. Unless they did some serious contribution. Maybe they're a movie star, a musician, or a politician, or they did something in the scientific field that created a new theory or created a new invention that, that impacts the world for you know future terms that makes such a big significance they're going to live on through that they're a part of history but one thing that will live on also in entertainment like i said movies podcasts now will live on they're always going to be here they yes as it, long it, as it, we have access yeah it's it's part of a legacy to think about that this will be here well i lost dan but it was a good session, and he was getting really drunk. So we'll go ahead and call it an end to this one. And until the next episode, but you all take care out there. I'm sure Dan feels the same, but he disappeared. So hopefully a nuclear bomb didn't fall on his house. Later, y'all. Do not consider these episodes as medical advice or expertise in any area. I do deconstruct some experts and their material and deliver it to you. So please do all this at your own risk. Email me. Contact keepingitreal at gmail.com Email me. Contact keeping it real at gmail.com. Keeping it real.